Welcome back, Degenerates, to another edition of the Hold the Line podcast, the gambling podcast for the average human and the extraordinary degenerate. In today's episode, we continue our English Premier League discussion with part two with special guest Yapo. Uh, we go over the top five teams in the EPL, uh, talk about their offseason moves and what their chances are to win the championship this season. And we talk a little bit about what teams might be relegated, uh, who is potentially going to be the top goal scorer in the EPL, as well as a few other topics. So keep it locked in here on Hold the Line, and here is part two. Enjoy. All right, so let's move on to the top five teams. Uh, Yapo, can I guess who's up next? You can guess, yeah. My guess is it's Arsenal. Oh, well, all right. So you're right, Frank. (laughs) My boys, the Gunners, Arsenal Football Club, uh, they have them at 3,000 to 1 odds. And personally, I think Arsenal has a chance to be a top three team. I am also very biased, and it's hard to get over my bias. I live and die with these guys. Put me in, Yapo. Last year, Arsenal. Go ahead, what? Basically, I'm just saying, I did a little bit of research on Arsenal before the pod, so I'd like to uh, give you my rundown and see if you agree. Oh, exciting. Okay. So, Arsenal is uh, a team that I actually kind of know fairly well. Uh, Growing up, we housed a foreign exchange student from Nigeria, and his favorite team was Arsenal. Yeah. And I would watch matches with him. You know, we'd talk about the lads. Uh, Well, he sounds like a good man. Yeah, he was a great dude. Uh, He gave me a little bit of Arsenal knowledge. At that point, I wasn't, you know, really into football. But, you know, I I did it because he was a good dude, and I wanted to learn a little bit and see what he was about. So I did a little bit of research into Arsenal before this episode uh, and familiarized myself with what's going on with them. And what I found is they've taken a few steps to get back into contention. Now, last year they ended up in the top five, and that was because they shored up their defense last year. The year before that, I think they were uh, eighth, They were not in the top five prior to last season, right? So the defense, you know, helped get them back into the top five. Uh, And now what they need to do is improve their depth. Because with soccer, you're always looking at injuries. And, you know, one of my favorite things about soccer is just watching the people on the sideline running back and forth, up and down the sideline, making sure to always stay ready. (laughs) But so that's going to be the next step for Arsenal is getting that depth piece so they can have some subs and be ready for games you only get three subs though so and right it's only three subs right yes only three subs now that yeah, was different see, during covid um, in some leagues uh, do not honor that anymore they'll let you do multiple subs but the english premier league that is three subs so yapo how's my arsenal knowledge shoot it straight uh frank i don't think you need me anymore that was incredible you killed it um you, you said everything I wanted to say. So let's talk about some more details here. What, what did they do in the offseason? Well, they brought in uh, Gabriel Jesus, who is a prolific scorer, uh, was playing at Man City 
He did well there. He won some uh, Premier League Cups, and we brought him in, and he has been tearing up the preseason to an extent that is really unfathomable. It's It's been really fun to watch, so hopefully he continues. Uh, we have a strong midfield still with Saka, Martinelli, and Odegaard. And we got rid of uh, Lacassette, who, you know, he was with us for, I believe, three years. Um, he was very inconsistent when he played. Uh, he looked good, but he was an inconsistent leader on the team, and so we sent him back to France. Yep, he's a um, lion now. <laughs> the Gunners last year ended up with 69 points. Nice. Nice. Uh, but unfortunately... That wasn't enough points to get them in Champions League. They were behind Tottenham by two points, and they will be playing this year in the Europa League again. So that's a bummer. Europa League is kind of lame, but it could get us more money if we can pull together a full season and win the whole thing. So, so there's only four teams in the champion, Champions League? Uh, from the English Premier League, yes. And so, okay, so there's other leagues out there that have... Other yeah, teams. Okay. So the top two teams from the French league, the top, uh, I believe, three teams from the German league, the top four teams from the Spanish league, uh, the top four teams from the Italian league, and then all the other leagues have a random number. Um, some have one. Some have uh, one if you qualify through a tournament. If you go on UEFA's gotcha. website, they'll spell it out for you. It's really fun, actually, gotcha. because, you know, you're in the middle of your season and you have Ajax, who's a Dutch team, playing Liverpool, which is an English team, and you have all the fan bases and they have their cheers. and It's it's electric, man. Champions League is really fun. Huh. How many how many are total are in the tournament? Oh, man, put me on the spot. I believe it's 36 teams make it in. Um, I, I think it's... Uh, yeah, I think that is nine nine groups of four, I believe. Um, gotcha. It's based off your last season's point value. Yes, exactly. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Huh. That is very interesting, especially with the Premier League, you know, being the top league and only four teams going. Um, it might be advantageous to maybe not play for a premier team and play for a national team if you want to make it to the tournament yeah um if you want to make champions league and you can't get into the top six teams in england the top uh four teams in germany etc you might want to go to sweden and go play for malmo or aik and hope that you can magically make it through the qualifying round to get into one of the groups in the Champions League. But then most likely you're not going to make it out of your group stage. So that stinks, right? Hmm. Yeah. That does kind of stink. Huh. Well, uh, Big gulps. Well, Arsenal's sitting at 3,000 to 1 odds. Are you putting money on them this year? Well, I put money on them every year because hopefully they can make me happy one of these days. You know, Arsenal is one of the greatest teams in English uh, Premier League history. Hopefully we can get back there. I think Arteta, who is our manager, I think he has a really good vision and he's made some really strategic moves. Um, you know, time will tell if this story will be written in favor of the Gunners. I don't know. Let's move on. 
My four is Chelsea. Chelsea is another London-based team. They're the Blues. They play at a very historic pitch called Stamford Bridge. It pitches a field. Last year, they were third place. Um, they lost their leading scorer, Lukaku. A good name. To Inter Milan. Uh, Lukaku is an electric Belgian player. He's a beast. He's just this big, massive forward uh, who doesn't have a lot of control on the ball, but it doesn't matter because he just shoves people around and uses his physicality to score goals. He's really fun to watch. Unfortunately, he went to Inter Milan. He went to okay. Inter Milan, and you know this might actually be a good move for him. He did not play like the old Lukaku when he was in Chelsea, but here's why: Chelsea is a very defensive team. This team draws so often, it is unbelievable. And I, when I play them in parlays, I almost exclusively put them as a draw. Ooh. It's because they play from the back into the wings. And so that's a little uh, tidbit. Good, yep, good to know. Is that uh, if you're betting on Chelsea, know they draw often. And this year, maybe even more. Because uh, they added Raheem Sterling. And he's a good player, but he's no Lukaku in my mind. And they essentially have the same team. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. Okay. So where did Chelsea end up in the UEFA tournament at the end of last season? Uh, where did Chelsea end up? I believe they uh, played quite well. They won the year before, if you remember, when we watched that in Indianapolis, Frank. Okay. And that was really cool. Yeah, I think I'm getting the seasons a little conflated. I, I remember that. And that was uh, not this past season. That was the year before that. Chelsea did yeah, so well. Yeah, and the coolest thing about Chelsea is that they're the home of the greatest American player, I believe, of all time, Christian Pulisic. And uh, Christian hopefully gets even more playing time this year. I think he will. He's uh, he's looked so good for our national team. Uh, hopefully that translates over into the Premier League. All right, let's move on to number three. Number three, I have the Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham. Good. Yes. Tottenham, yes, or Tottenham, Tottenham. if you want to be very American about it. <laughs> so Tottenham is actually another team that I did some uh, research on. Yeah. So I'm going to hit you with my research. What you got? Okay, so Tottenham made waves in the transfer period. They picked up a bunch of players, and they really didn't even need to spend that much money. Uh, a lot of them were free or undisclosed or on loan. Uh so it's hard to say how much they actually spent. And as we know, some of that stuff behind the scenes, there's, there's backdoor deals and whatnot. But they brought in up three guys from England who I'm really excited about. Uh, somebody from Brazil who is supposedly very good. I'm not super familiar with him. So Tottenham made waves. And last season, they finished uh, as the fourth overall team. And this year, they're looking to step that up and potentially win the championship, at least compete for it. And obviously, they uh, want to compete in the uh, UEFA championship as well. Great job, Frank. Again, another great analysis. He, he's, it's like he's, he's, he's trying. Is, he's trying. It's so it's so good. It's, it's so good to see. I'm so proud of him. He, he's just he's really grown into his role here as a all-around sports gambling <laughs> podcaster. I'm just so proud. Now, Frank, the real question is, do you know what their unofficial nickname is? 
Is it Hotspur? No, Tottenham Hotspur is actually the official name of the team. That's not even a nickname. That's just they're Tottenham Hotspur. Can I take a stab? Yeah, can I take a stab at it? Yeah. The Bullocks. They are the Lily Whites, which is one of the worst names I've ever heard. Lily Whites. Again, looking that up. That has to be a flower, right? With the term Lily in the name? Yeah, I believe it has to do with a flower. And that's cute. I mean, I'm an Arsenal fan. They're our rival. Uh, the rivalry is very much Steelers, uh, Browns. They're the Steelers in my mind, and obviously Arsenal's the Browns. Uh, I hate Tottenham with every inch of my soul, but God, they're fun to watch. Uh, they have Harry Kane and Son Heung-min. Uh, Son is the greatest South Korean player of all time. He also was uh, tied for most goals last year with 23, and Harry Kane had 17 and is so dominant on the ball, it's kind of a joke to watch. He's, he's amazing. They also added Richarlison, which was a great move from them from Everton. Some people think he's a head case. Uh, I think that if I played for Everton, I'd be a head case too. Uh, so I think that was a great sign by them. They also got uh, Ivan Perisic from Inter Milan. Uh, the Croatian star, I think, is a great move. They got uh, Basoma from Brighton and then uh, Lengale from uh, Barcelona. So these are all huge moves on their uh, transfer window. And uh, if they can continue to play like they did the second half of last year, I don't see how they don't get third. I think this team could win it all. But that is if there are some injuries for Man City and Liverpool, which we'll talk about here soon, and if they play flawless soccer all year. I see them sitting there at 1,200 to 1. Are you putting a unit on them, a couple units? What's your play? Yes, I w- I've, I've actually, so I won't bet for them uh, ever because I hate them so much. But if I liked any other team other than Arsenal, I would actually bet on them to win the league. Uh, for sure. They have uh, a definite chance. The top three teams that we're discussing all have a very significant chance. Dude, these mascots and fucking crests over here are just beyond like amazing to me they they have like a fucking bird on a ball and their names are the hot spur yeah they got a cock it's a cock with a ball man yeah and so it's a hot spur and they're lily whites like it makes no sense unless like i'm can you tell why i hate them unless (laughs) just like look at that is that is that what a lily white is right there like i just i don't know i'm just so confused but at, at the same time, yeah. I just love it. I don't know. I will say that Tottenham has historically had kits that I've always appreciated. I won't tell this uh, to anyone in public, but now that it's on a podcast, I guess it's out in the world. Uh, I do give them credit. They've always been good with their jerseys. So good for them. Speaking of kits, uh, I looked it up and they're nicknamed the Lily Whites due to the color of their shirts. That's it. Literally, the nickname is because they wear the color white. Hey, that checks out. They do have a lily white shirt. Yeah. What the fuck is lily though? Why? Why can't you just say it's a white shirt? Like, what the fuck is? It's a, a different lily? shade of white. Yeah. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you just suck me. <laughs> oh, so good. All right, boys, you want to talk about the number two? Go for it. At number two, I have the boys from Liverpool, Liverpool FC. They're at plus 260, the Reds, uh, the boys from Anfield. You know, they were one point from winning it all last year with 92 points, which is a great season. 
They have their superstar, Mohamed Salah, coming back. He tied uh, Solman uh, with 23 goals last year. He also had the most points. Um, he had 23 goals and 13 assists to accompany those 23 goals. The man is the Egyptian nightmare. He's amazing. They call him the Pharaoh. They also have Firmino coming back, who is an absolute tear in the center of the field. And they added Luis Diaz, which was a great signing by them, which hurts because I'm not a big fan of Liverpool either. Uh, one of my best friends, he is a uh, uncomfortably passionate Liverpool fan. Uh, so much so he even has their saying, he'll never walk alone, tattooed on his side. Um, and uh, I tend to hate them every year because I get texts about how great they are nonstop from him. So that's that's fun. Shout out to Eric. Uh, anyways, they signed Luis Diaz and Darwin Nunez, which were great signings. Nunez is a, a young kid from Uruguay who played for Benfica in the Portuguese league for the last couple of years, and he's going to do well for them. And uh, they also got uh, Carvalho, who's the Brazilian – no, I'm sorry, he's the Portuguese player from Fulham. So he – they – you know, they went and took the best player uh, besides Mitrovic from Fulham, uh, which is interesting because Fulham just got promoted into the Premier League. So um, we'll talk about promotions and everything here soon. Just know that Liverpool did have a good offseason. And one thing I will say is they lost one of their star players, uh, Sadio Mane, to Bayern Munich. And that may hurt them. Uh, we don't know. What I will say is that they won the Community Shield uh, last weekend against Manchester City, and they won it in dominant fashion in terms of goals. Now, they had less possession, but when they had the ball, they really made the most of it. Now, you're probably going to ask, what's the Community Shield, right? From my lips to God's ears, that's exactly what I was waiting to ask. <laughs> I thought so. The Community Shield is how the English Premier League starts every season. And so what it is, it's the team that won the table the year before, so that was Manchester City, versus the team that won the uh, FA Cup, which was Liverpool last year. And they play in a uh, game for a trophy, or a match for a trophy, if you're talking in soccer terms. And that has a payout to not only the teams, but the players. And that's how every year's kicked off. It's really cool. Wait, so you're telling me that's the first game of the season? I thought the first game of the season was on Friday the 5th. Yeah, but, but yeah, so the first game of the season is actually on the 5th, Friday, Arsenal versus Crystal Palace. Be there, be square, 3 p.m. Uh, but the Community Shield does not count toward their win-loss draw record on the table. This is a whole different individual game with its own trophy. It's like, it's like the Hall it's like the Hall of Fame game, I guess, you know. Yeah, it's like if the Hall of Fame game actually mattered, right. That's like the kickoff to preseason. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Oh, you're saying, yeah. So Liverpool is the Reds. They are. And if we want to stick with our theme of making connections to America, they are the exact opposite of the baseball Reds because they spend a lot of money and they win all the time. Is that correct? <laughs> right. Well yeah. said, Frank. Making connections. Well said. All right. So that's uh, Liverpool. That was the team the Beatles used to root for, if you're wondering. Oh, yeah. That was the top question in my pre-show notes is, what football team do the Beatles root for? 
I knew you were wondering. I knew you were wondering. Got it written down right here. I was just, yeah. <laughs> Who? What was Elton John's favorite football team too? Like, let's just go through all the famous. Please don't get him started, Hawk. I'm sure he actually knows the answer to that question. Well, Elton John actually is a, a very passionate soccer fan, so much that he has ownership in a team. Damn it, Hawk. Uh, let me think started. for one second. I knew he would actually what know team that some is. Uh, like I believe this. it is Watford who was in the premiership last they, year, and they, they got relegated. Yeah, they did. Watford, the second worst team. Good job, Elton John. Elton John, man. What, what, good pick, man. Good pick. <laughs> the Rocket Man could not get Watford to stay in the premiership, unfortunately. And then LeBron James has stake in Liverpool? Huge Liverpool fan. Gotcha. Yeah, they're owned yeah, by okay. the Red Sox, I believe. And okay. because LeBron has ownership in the Red Sox, uh, that – in their group uh that transfers over shocker lebron is promoting one of the most popular teams also isn't he a yankees fan i would i would too if i was him i'd be like yeah i would i'd buy a lot of things for sure i mean wouldn't you you buy a lot of things i'd buy just random shit like an island i'd buy a fucking island just because i could i love it burn it and then burn it and then go buy another one just because i can that's, if I had his kind of money, I would. So It's a power move, and I like it. Thanks, man. All right, guys. The first one, uh, pretty much everyone has them as the number one team. That's why they're at minus 140. That's Manchester City, uh, also known as the Citizens. Uh, they had 93 points last year, won the table by a point. Uh, they signed the hottest uh, transfer of the season, Erling Holland. Erling was an absolute menace in the German Why do they say transfers? I'm sorry. I'm just, I, I can't. I'm sorry. This English shit. Transfers because they're taking them from other teams. I know. Yeah, he wasn't traded. He literally just went from one team. He was transferred from one team to another for God. a monetary amount. Um, so he played the last uh, couple seasons in Dortmund and just throttled the competition. Now, they do score more in the German League. That is a fact. However... He's a freak. He's six foot five. He moves like he's five foot ten, and he has a presence out there that is unprecedented. Uh, I think he's going to score over thirty goals. So if you want to take that prop bet, I would say go for it. I already took that one. Um, good good now, to know. He uh, is the son of a former Premier League uh, player, and if you go on YouTube, you can actually watch uh, them watching his dad's games together. It's very fun and very funny. He's Norwegian, so he's a, a really dry, fun sense of humor. That's enough about Erling. Uh, other great players for them. I got on a real Erling spree there. I like the kid. I'm telling you what. Uh, Erling. And then uh, Cancelo is back. He's one of the best defenders in the world. Jack Grealish is back. He's a great midfielder for them. And then probably the best midfielder, I think, in the world, Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, he'll be there in the middle controlling that whole world, hopefully giving a lot of assists to Erling Holland. Do you think Erling um, will be the top goal scorer or just score a lot of goals? Well, I think he will. Uh, that does not necessarily mean it's uh, in stone. There's a lot of great goal scorers. Mo Salah, you know, Son Hyun-min, Harry Kane, they all have a chance. If Ronaldo plays a full season, he has a chance, you know. Um, Gabriel Jesus, I put money on him this year uh, just because of the way he's playing in the preseason, and he's one of my boys, you know? So we'll see. Well, Erling uh, is the top odds, and for Gabriel, you're getting plus 1,400. Exactly. 
exactly. So that's the table, guys. I think that was a lot. Um, one thing that I think your listeners might appreciate is this year, the most amount of Americans of all time are playing in the premiership. So those players, if you want to watch, are Christian Pulisic for Chelsea, okay. Brendan Aronson and Tyler Adams for Leeds United, Chris Richards for Crystal Palace, Jedi Robinson and Tim Ream for Fulham, and Matt Turner will sit the bench for Arsenal Weggle. So there you go. There's our American lads playing in England, and that's huge for us because we're in the World Cup this year, baby. What was that, like seven people? So in the entire Premier League, there's only seven Americans. Yeah. Yeah, that's seven. And there I'm are take a few all others who actually uh, Overs. play, but they're on loan to other teams. For gotcha. example, Zach Steffen, he is owned by Manchester City. Uh, he's our He could be our starting goalie for the World Cup. He is actually playing in the Championship League for Middlesbrough uh, instead of sitting the bench for Man City this year. He's on loan. Ah, gotcha. On loan. That's a good one, too. That's good. Yeah, just love yeah. All these we terms. can talk about loans, too. I feel like we're just talking about the housing crisis and not European <laughs> soccer. Same, same, but different. All I know is I'm, I am taking all the prop bets for all the Americans. So, so the overs and goals, overs and assists, overs and corners, overs and headers, overs and playing time, everything. I don't give a fuck. I'm putting, I think it's I'm money well spent. It. Yeah. I'm taking the overs because it, it's going to be bad. All right, so we need to talk about promotion relegation. Uh, like we talked about before, uh, the top two teams in the championship league, which is the lower league, right? The second league in England, they are granted promotion. And then teams three through six play in a tournament to decide. Who gets promoted from there? Those new teams this year are Nottingham Forest, who won the tournament portion of that scenario, Bournemouth, who was second place, and Fulham, who dominated the championship last year. And they did that on the back of uh, their star forward, Mitrovic, the Serbian, he's a freak, he had 43 goals, which is the most of all time in the championship. So the question is, can he do that at the premiership level? The past has said no. So we'll see if this year he can pull through and, and live up to the hype. You guys have any questions about that? Well, yeah, but I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> all right. Here's what we'll ask. Be very careful with this, Frank. Okay. Be very, Here's I what just... we'll ask. Who are you betting on to be promoted? Or relegated. You switched leagues on us, so I'm a little confused on which we're talking about. Well, I think in this scenario, we should talk about teams that I believe will be relegated because teams promoted, those would come from the championship, and that is, you know, 20 plus other teams that we yeah. have to actually get in detail about. I think that's where the confusion came in for us. That makes okay. Yeah. So let's look, let's go back to the Premier League. So go back to that website. Yeah. Okay. So. From the Premier League, who are your top three picks to get relegated this season? You think Leeds is well, going to make it again, or no? So you think they're going to be re relegated? Here are my thoughts. Okay. This is always very hard to pick 
I think relegation teams are much harder to pick than top fours. And that's because you're dealing with three teams that you don't know a lot about, right? And they've made some substantial moves in the offseason so they could actually compete at a premiership level, right? So their teams are potentially dramatically different from the year before when they were in the championship league. However, with that being said, my bottom three this year that I already put money on are Bournemouth at 20. Bournemouth didn't make a lot of moves. They're led by Dom Solanke, who did score 29 goals last year, but I just don't believe in him at a premiership level. And they were good last year, but they never struck me as great, even though they were second place. So I had them at 20th. And that's one of the teams that got promoted from the Championship League into the Premier League. Yes. And so what you're saying is that they're going to get relegated back to the Championship League this season. That makes sense. I believe they'll be relegated back. Yeah, they're minus 250 to get relegated, which is the best odds. So that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, if you're looking for one team to get relegated, AFC Bournemouth is the answer. They are going to be trash. Gotcha. So let's... Just put the house on that. Yep, put the house on that at minus two fifty hawk. Right. What are they? To, what are they? What are they to win the whole damn thing, though? I'm just, I'm just joking. If Bournemouth wins the whole thing, I will change my name. Two hundred thousand to, to one. Bournemouth. Off. Throw down a unit, buddy. I promise. They are horrendous. Hundred thousand. That's just that's burning money. Uh, yeah, that's just literally lighting that money. Up. You know who I like on this list? I'm looking real quick. Crystal Palace. I know we we talked about them a little bit. I don't know too much about them, but they're plus 600. They're right in the middle. I don't think we talked about Crystal Palace Hawks. I don't know. I just think I think there might be a little bit of a slide from them for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's the thing about the bottom of the table, guys. Uh, you know, Last year, I would have never guessed Burnley would have been relegated. They had a decent season the year before. I thought they were on the upswing, and they had some injuries, and the season went to shit, and now they're in the championship, right? So it's difficult to, to pick these bottom three. The other two that I would consider in the bottom three uh, would be Leeds United. Uh, Leeds lost their two best players, uh, most notably Calvin Phillips, uh, lost, them to Man, lost him to Man City. They didn't really make any significant moves in the offseason other than they did add the two Americans, which was sexy, and I will be rooting for them. Um, and they were falling apart by the end of last year dramatically. Uh, so much so that it was uh, essentially one point that kept them in okay. the premiership this year. So I think Leeds will be out. The other one's Nottingham Forest. Okay. Some people believe that Nottingham Forest made some interesting and exciting moves in the offseason, and I uh, looked at it, and I, I don't agree. I think they're wrong. So... Uh, I think Nottingham Forest, who only made it in because they won the playoff last year, uh, I think they'll be relegated again. But I also love the history of Nottingham Forest. I love their name. It reminds me of Robin Hood, which is always cool. And their logo is super dope. It looks like something that was created in the 70s and hasn't been updated. And it's really kind of nostalgic. Okay. Um, You know who another sleeper team I have is actually a pretty big one. I think they might get relegated as Arsenal at plus 30,000. I think that, all right, guys, I think that's we should... all the time I have for today. <laughs> so this was great. Uh, fun talking soccer. Have a good night now. <laughs> Damn it, Hawk, shut up. <laughs> no, I'm just joking.
But man, that may, that make me a lot of money if I put a unit on that. Plus thirty thousand. Oh man, oh. that would be ridiculous. I would cry every night. I think if that happened. I wouldn't. I'd be rolling in a lot of money. I'd be I'd be rolling in a lot of money. If you hit that one, you'd have so much money, Hawk. You could buy that island, and then burn it down. <laughs> what do you think of Everton? They're one I have on my short list. For relegation? Yep, for relegation. Well, it almost happened last year. I mean, there were certain times at the end of the season where there was a lot of panic from the Potters. So Everton's interesting because they didn't do much in the offseason. They lost Richarlison, who was one of their best players, uh, or maybe their best. Uh, and then Calvert-Lewin, who is their best goal scorer, He's hurt to start the season, so that's also a disaster. They did add McNeil, and I think he's a good player, but I don't know if he's good enough to keep Everton from relegation. It's going to be a journey for them, you know? They're definitely going to be in the bottom half of the table. I don't think relegation, but it, it could get scary. Well, I think we are looking at wrapping this thing up. It has been an incredible episode. It's been amazing. I have learned so much. Uh, I'm sure our listeners appreciate the knowledge that we're giving them. And I'm not going to lie, I am bricked up for the English Premier League to start. I won't be able to sleep tonight. Like, I got so much, so many thoughts to be thinking about. Hawk, while you're at it, you need to look up the West Ham chants. They're oh, I've already have. I, I have them oh, already. Man. You're going to look it. I bought a jersey already. Um, yeah, it's great. You bought a kit. Yeah, I bought a, a uh, full kit too, like boots and everything. Kits, boots, you like I said boots? Yeah. If you want to uh, buy some good kits this year, they just released all the, the kits. And you know, kits or jerseys, they change every single year. And every team usually has three, right? And it's not like the United States where, you know, if you're the Browns, your jerseys are going to be brown, orange, white, and that's it. No, your colors can be colors that have no significance to your team at all uh for example arsenal has a black jersey this year which looks fucking awesome and i bought one um but historically we've only had a few black jerseys that is not a jersey color that we wear we also have a light pink this year and last year we had a a highlighter yellow but it was diluted it was like a diluted highlighter yellow it was very strange i also bought it it's very cool but what i'm saying is jerseys are dope Check them out. This year's the best ones, in my opinion. Arsenal's black. Uh, all the Man United ones are sweet. And uh, the Hammers home jersey is absolute fire. It's good to know. So there's five minutes on jerseys. Enjoy. Uh, guys, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. I hope that I helped everyone maybe win some money this year. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Yapo, and gracing us with all of this incredible knowledge on the Premier League relegations, promotions, kits, how the structure of the championship league works, the UEFA championship, just all this incredible knowledge that we can walk away with and be able to apply in our degenerate gambling future selves. So we really appreciate that, and we look forward to having you back on. I'm sure we'll have another conversation in the future, especially about the World Cup. That will be a ton of fun. So we'll look forward to that uh, end of October for the World Cup in November. And I just want to take a moment and update our listeners with a couple of changes to the podcast. 
Normally, Hawk and I will record on Wednesday nights and try to get the pod out on Thursdays. Well, I have a conflict now on Wednesdays, so we won't be able to record on Wednesday nights anymore. So we're still figuring out what our new schedule is going to look like. However, we have just a backlog of incredible shows, and we're planning on trying to get together early next week to start recording some of these. We definitely want to finish our NFL preview conversation and talk about the NFC. We want to hit the MLB trade deadline, review the winners and losers, and talk about futures for the playoffs and obviously the World Series. We want to do a college season, college football season preview. Uh, That season starts on August 27th. So definitely looking forward to doing that. And we want to do a a five-part series on fantasy football where we discuss and break down each individual position, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and the defenses. We'll go over uh, overvalued picks, undervalued picks, uh, some ADP, who we're picking, some sleepers, things like that. So lots of great stuff coming in the month of August. And we are looking forward to you Degenerates subscribing, leaving us a five-star review, and following us on Twitter. Degenerates, we love you. Enjoy the start of the English Premier League. Bye-bye.